Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today. I am here with my most amazing guest. I recently met Dana, and she is just delightful. I fell in love with her, and you are going to too. So thank you, Dana, for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. Okay. I was just excited to be back hanging out with you again. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> so for our peeps, give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and uh, how you got into it. Cool. Okay. So super short. I grew up in a cult, left that craziness, went on this wild adventure to try to heal my brain, reprogram all the insanity that I grew up with. Along the way, grew a seven-figure business in the massage world. And I also, concurrent to that, became a dominatrix. I know we said we were going to keep this clean. That's about as dirty as it's going to get. Uh, was a massage <laughs> business really massage business? I gotta ask. It was. Or was it one of it those was, with the happy It ending? was not a rub and tug. <laughs> it wasn't. I was really set against that. It was very clear that I kept those two things separately. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so then... Then I transitioned out of that world of running the, the business, sold it, became a coach, uh, advisor, and uh, for a long time, I was running under the umbrella of inviting people to step into their inner dominatrix. And of course, now shifted over into trusted advisor to really embrace all the different aspects and talents that I have. Nice. I love it. I love it. Love it. So, um, so Yeah. Explain to your current business, what's going on for you right now and um, what kind of projects do you got going on? Okay. So I love it. I, I love working with my clients there. They are successful people, six, seven, eight figure earners. But, you know, just because you're successful doesn't mean you don't get your head up your ass every now and then. Um, sorry. I did say <laughs> Maybe a little more so. Clean. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're, we're going. <laughs> we're going. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. On this one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't handle it, you may as well leave now because it's only going to work. I know, I know. It's this all your fault. This is going this down. It's all your fault. It's your influence. Dude, it takes like 0.05 seconds for me, my brain to go in the gutter. So I'm surprised you blasted that I know. long, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, when you're running your own business, there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of challenges that bring up all of the emotional pieces. And really what I'm doing is I'm helping those business owners to keep their head out of their ass, keep themselves focused and on track. And then weaving in, of course, my mad skills as far as, you know, marketing and um, business strategy, having that come in as downloads and looking at the complete picture, not just one little segment of it. So that's what I, what I love doing currently. Um, yeah. So I think we ran parallel lives other than I'm a brunette and you're blonde, but um, my cult was a Catholic church. So I'm going to say I was knee deep in that one too. Went insane because of it. Didn't become a dominatrix, but I was, I'm seriously jealous of that occupation. You missed out. I missed out totally. If I could have got paid to do that shit, I would have been all right. over that, man. Getting like, how paid do you to find a people? dominatrix? Like you don't just look them up in the yellow pages and go, hey, I want a dominatrix. How do I get a job? Yeah, it's, find you? it's usually like the back pages. There, there was a, a site for longest time called uh, I think it was called back page or back oh you back just door. gurgled out so nobody hit it. you got really? censored <laughs> I got censored my my own zoom censored me you know <laughs> this little recording thing <laughs> okay so yeah there's a page called what 
back pages, back pages, backdoor, one of those two. So it was, a, it was a whole website for finding escorts, dominatrixes, all of the people in that, in that world. So that was actually a really great resource, but then classified sections, um, there's been here in Toronto, this is where I am. So here in Toronto, there was this great little magazine called the now magazine. You could find anything in the classifieds of the now magazine. Like if it was out there, wild and wacky stuff, it was in the now magazine. So That's it was great funny. entertainment just to come now magazine. To read classifieds. <laughs> I'm going to have to find out who was the editor or CEO of now magazine and we're yeah. gonna interview them on the I show. Know, absolutely. I wonder if still going because that, that you know that's going back a little ways but oh yeah it would be I, curious yeah actually do you know dan savage have you heard of him nope okay you have to interview him for your other podcast he okay. would be perfect fit uh he's great he um i think he's based out of seattle and he's got a syndicated column that the now magazine picked up so that was where i first found him he's it's got this column called savage love so it's like the dear abby only goes a little raunchy <laughs> but he just like nails people he calls them out on their stuff i just love his like upfront and raw personality anyway we have gone completely off track <laughs> oh who cares it's been awesome people thought they were coming on for some business strategies and here i am giving them some you, you know, are i mean come on you got to be spectacular at marketing if you can figure out how to how to market without being seen but be seen by the right people i mean that is the ultimate goal of marketing, is it not? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Other than not being seen, but I mean. Other than not being seen, yeah. But, but you know, getting paid. Getting paid is the, the ultimate goal. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care whether I'm seen or not. Just pay me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> so that begs another question. Is that actually illegal or it's totally legal because you're not actually paying for sex? Right. Yeah. There's no sex involved in pro-dominatrix, in legitimate pro-dominatrix world. Right. Yeah. That's, that. it's not, there's no sexual contact. There's no sexual act. Um, so it's perfectly legal. It's perfectly legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a business opportunity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Little thing on the side. <laughs> you get to take out your aggressions. <laughs> people. It's really great, but it's a lot of work. Let me tell you, it's a lot of work to beat people. I, you know, just saying. Fair enough. Been there. <laughs> um, Fodder for another show. Okay. I know. <laughs> Back on track. Okay, good. <laughs> awesome. So in working with, um, in these, what I can call mil millionaires, multimillionaires, um, and it's getting them on track in their business and things like that. Are they, do they usually come to you because of mindset issues or because of the business forte or do they know a little bit of both coming in? How do they... I find there's like usually two paths. One, either people are having some sort of like what I would call a spiritual crisis. So, you know, they've gotten, especially the ones that are up in the multi-million mark, they get up to that mark and then they're looking around and going, okay, so now what? Like I'm, I'm going for another million. I'm going for 20 million. Like there's a, there's a point at which people kind of just like, oh, I think something's that wow. And so that's one route. The other route is the people who are in the multiple six-figure mark and wanting to go for seven and more. And they keep hitting their own ceiling, whatever that is. You know, so I had a client recently and her was 800,000. And she just kept hitting that ceiling. Every six months she would get to that and then something would happen and her sales would dip back down again. And so it was just up and down, up and down for two years. 
And so she realized after talking with me that it was like, oh, let's, let's dive into this piece. And so we started working on all of the internal pieces. Where, what was the programming? What was set up originally? Where are the, those, those leaps that keep us thinking, oh, I, I shouldn't, I, you know, all that, all that interesting jargon, right, that gets in your brain. And within three months, she busted past the eight month or 8,000, 800,000 mark. It was nice. great. And she can, she's continuing to go off. She's just about to hit the million dollar mark. Yay! So exciting. Go, yeah. girl. <laughs> and she's working less. That's the, that for me is a more important piece. Yes. She's working less and making more, which is fantastic. I love that. Love that. Because yes, I used to uh, get my clients to work four day work weeks and, and get over the million dollar mark. And it was spectacular. And at first they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How am I going to make twice as much if I'm doing less? Like, that doesn't make sense. It's like, it makes total sense because you're going to quit doing all the stupid shit you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And you get other people doing it. So then you can have three people doing the job three times as much, making three times as much money. Huh? Hmm. Replication. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I even have one client that worked three, three hour work days. It's like, oh, go in, sweet. get her done. And got more done in those three hours than it was getting in in ten hour day. It's so often true. There's that whole what do they call that? The Parkinson's law that the project will take as long as the amount of time that you allocate for it. Exactly. <laughs> right? yep. And when you say I'm out of here by this time, bam, bye. It, you like, get it done, or it done. you delegate it. Something yep. happens. Absolutely. Isn't sweet. Love it. I'm telling you, we live parallel lives. This is. You know, you're a from another mister. <laughs> That's why you have the brown hair <laughs> and I have, yeah, and I sort of have blonde hair. Don't tell anybody. Hilarious. So you kind of already gave us a Cinderella story, but give me, give me another one. Give me a good Cinderella story. That's uh, what other ones have I got? So trying to, my goodness, there's so many amazing people. Oh, I have another another really great that I, I think is fun. Ben is that, again. Really? Yeah. What is wrong with this thing? I, maybe it's because I looked over there. Okay. <laughs> nope. And that piece then, and it was fine that time. So. Hey, we're back on track. We're fine. Okay. I'm just too magical for the mic. Clearly. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, okay, so another one of my clients I've been working with, she was really going for the million dollar mark and, and they were actually quite close. They were, they were again, up about eight, 850 in the company. And, um, and I sat down with her and, and it really was starting to get her much more connected and into the alignment of, you know, okay, who is, who are you? Who are you in this company? What do you actually want? And what we discovered was that she doesn't actually want million dollar mark. She really likes it where it is. She likes the size. She wanted to offload some of the work that she's doing and get much more into the play. So she's now working less hours, making the same money. That's happy. That's a sweet spot for her. She's got more time with her partner. She's got time for doing her art and her dance and going for, you know, doing acting classes, which she's, she's one of these wonderful, you know, diva personalities, but having that permission because she's always been a very driven person. Like she's actually a former Olympian. She's always been this highly driven person <laughs> from, from the get go um, that she didn't even you know, contemplate that she shouldn't go for a million dollars, that that's not what she wanted. But it wasn't until we were able to get her to stop 
and to look a little bit deeper about what's going on, that 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 was that was a piece. And if you want more more Cinderella story, I just thought of one other person. To, yeah, so another one of my clients. Uh, so she's got a multi seven figure business, and she's got coaches under her. So she's it's a coaching platform, um, and so she was she's. She was really struggling. She had taken a real dip. She had had a dip of about 200000 a month going less mm -hmm. income. Yeah. So that was what prompted her to this, like, okay, maybe I need some mindset work. So she reached out to me so we could work through her mindset. And for her, as we got digging in, what I helped her to see was that it was actually her key employee was the, the linchpin in her business. That was the, the key employee was the person who was holding everything up because that person wanted to be her number one, wanted to be the person who was like, you know, the, the one that she relied on and the, you know, it's like she wanted to be that special person. But the problem was that she was like bringing the rest of the, the company down and all the employees down because she was bringing all her negativity in constantly. So my client was having trouble firing her. And even though, you know, I wasn't the first one to say she needs to go, <laughs> you know, her husband told her, her sister told her, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't until again, we worked through what was holding her back from firing this person. What were all her layers and the reason she felt obligated to keep her. She felt like she, you know, needed her. And by working through those, she was actually able to step into a position where she was willing to be visible in the company. And that was the thing is that this key person was the visible person in ah. the company. So she didn't want to let her go. But when, yeah. once my client was willing to step into that role, then it's like, hmm, you need to go. And with her, I love this because her sales team, we trimmed her sales team down to three people and she went from a 37% close to a 68% close. Wow. That's fantastic. Nice. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Nice. Well, and yeah. It, it, it impresses me, amazes me how many issues people have in firing people. It's not anywhere near as easy as it sounds. It's like, oh, this person's detriment to the company, fire them. Sounds really easy when you're not in the company and you're not running things and going, uh, yeah, but, you know, that comes down to if they're doing 80% of the work and they're competent and they're capable, but they happen to be, you know, messing with people's heads, you know, how do you quantify that and how do you replace that and or, or if there's somebody that you're significantly emotionally attached to in some way, shape or form, I'm not saying you had to be you know, necessarily sleeping with them, but still you get attached emotionally attached to people especially if you they're do. your friends or your whatever's i mean there's so many reasons why yeah I and i find that especially in that you know that first hire is often the one that <laughs> needs to be fired as you grow <laughs> because oh, yeah. if you hire somebody when you're doing say 250 300,000 in business you know that's where you, like you're like okay now the workload's getting too much i need to hire somebody that first person that you hire is happy to see you grow to half a million and then there's something wonky that happens in around that half a million mark where that person that came in at the beginning because they were your right-hand person, they were the, the one you relied on. And, and when you get past that half a million, you start hiring more people, then they're like, you know, got their nose out of joint. Yeah, pouty face. Right? And so then it causes problems, but we feel this sense of obligation, like you say. And, but they often need to go and we need skills and tools and the mindset to get there. Oh yeah. I had an 
awesome example of that. I used to many, many <laughs> lives ago, used to work at a, for a mobile phone company and I did their data. And the owner is very super nice to me and was kind of on me, put me under wing, telling me we're gonna go here, we're gonna go there, we're gonna go there. And her first employee is like, oh yeah, enjoy, enjoy that while it lasts because it's gonna go away. And it's like, oh, we're not in sour, bitter <laughs> at all. It's like, you know, it's okay if she kind of trains people while they're onboarding, right? Like, <laughs> it's kind of her job. <laughs> no, she was not having any of that. And that, yeah, she should have been fired because she was, did it ultimately, I think, cause a downfall of that company. But so, yeah, yeah lessons absolutely. Learned. Lessons learned. Mm -hmm. So, um, so how do you get, how do you transition into the whole coaching side of things? What was the, the precipice for that? Okay. So one of the pieces I missed in my story was that I started out as a massage therapist. And, and sometimes I forget because we, we talked about this. And so I'm like, oh, I've already said that. But <laughs> your <laughs> listeners, <laughs> dear listener, you haven't heard that other one. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I started out my career as a massage therapist. And um, in through that, very quickly, I realized that it, it wasn't the physical that was going on with people. It's, it's a lot of the mental. It's a lot of the emotional and, um, and oftentimes the energy as well. And so changing those pieces allowed the physical to change. And so I, I became very well known for getting dramatic results where everybody else failed because I wasn't just looking at the physical. And, and then, you know, that kind of morphed itself over the years into coaching. And I realized after a while that I was giving away the coaching at the massage price, uh, which is really dirt cheap. <laughs> so all those people got a really good deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so eventually I, I got up the courage to just say, you know what, I'm, I'm not actually acting in the capacity of a massage therapist. I am doing, you know, much more of the coaching. So I, I took the leap, switched gears and went full-time into the coaching, sold off the other business and had some focus. Nice. And how was your leap? Speaking of leaps. It was good. Uh, yeah, it, because I had kind of a base already, I, I was able to, you know, transition and, and still be in the six-figure mark and keep building up from there, which was fantastic. Um, then I started looking around at other coaches and I'm like, oh, well, this is, uh, this is not the norm, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> kind of unusual here. <laughs> well, I'm good. <laughs> Have myself on the back. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a few of them earlier, but what kind of stumbling blocks might somebody be going through to think, oh my God, I need you so bad right now? I, you know, I think it's that if you, if you're in the state of constant overwhelm and, you know, the, the pieces of having difficult conversations or firing client, uh, your staff, if those things are feeling like they're too much and they really stress you out and then you end up drinking a bottle of wine, that might be a good indication that it's a good idea to get me on board so that we can change what's going on in here and give you some skills of how to actually articulate those pieces that you need to, to do. Or if you're on the other side of it where it's like, well, now what? I have all this money. Um, let's get you reconnected and, and realigned with, with who you are. And whether you choose to keep making money or not, then at least it will be from an aligned perspective and you'll be having fun doing it. Nice. Love that. Love it, love it. So, um, well, one of the other questions I like to ask people, but I, I mean, I, the answer is obvious to me, but let's go down this path anyways, is 
how do you think that this directly helps somebody scale their business? Oh my goodness. It's, you know what, when we get out of our own freaking way, uh, then it's <laughs> if it wasn't for the business owners running the business, they would run fantastically. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's so often, actually, you know what, it's a funny little story. So I was watching, I forget whether it was Dragon's Den or Shark's Tank. It was one of those two, one of those investor programs. I think it was Dragon's Den because it's Canadian. And there was a company and I was watching and they had this fantastic pitch, an amazing product. The product is still on the market. And, um, and the dragons were like really interested. Um, but they said, we're only going to take it if we fire you and we give you a royalty because you are the problem. And you could see it. Like they were the problem. They were the cog total, totally slowing down this product that could just go international. And here they were just this tiny little thing. I mean, they'd done fairly well in sales, but they were still really small. And this company, this, these two people, they were like, they said no, because they wanted ownership. And I'm like, take the money, take that 7% royalty and like, Sayonara, go to the beach for a little while. Start another oh, yeah. company. Come right? up with another idea. Ideas are oh, they're everywhere. Ah, I, so if yeah. I, if I knew anything, or if I could go back in time and know one thing that I wanted to take back with me, it's that ideas are so easy to come up with. Yeah. Like that's the easy part. <laughs> it's like that, that, don't stress <laughs> over the stupid chat. I know. Yes, yes. But but that's an example. It's like that company could have been doing, you know, I I think, you know, they were projecting out 250 million that they could be doing because of the reach that the dragons had. And here's this company doing like 1 million. So that's the difference to me of when we get out of our own way, when we actually like remove ourselves mentally, emotionally, uh, and sometimes physically, then the business can thrive because it's not, we're not holding it back. Nice. So peeps, if you're at the point where you're thinking, hey, I should be over a million by now and you're not, call Dana. Mm -hmm. So speaking of which, if somebody's in that position, they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? So uh, here's a great thing. My name, I'm the only one in the world, so Dana, and the last name is P-H-A-R-A-N-T. So you can head over to the website of the same name. You can head over to LinkedIn, search my name. Actually, just stick it in Google. You will find about 30 pages with my name. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find it everywhere. Everywhere. Awesome. (laughs) So at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to become an entrepreneur? (laughs) Okay. So I love this story. I was actually working at McDonald's full time. And, uh, and I did that right out of high school. So I graduated at 17, you know, and I didn't know what I wanted to do at 17. So here I am. I'm like, all right, well, let's go get a job. So I worked at McDonald's, which was great training on multiple levels. One, understanding systems, but also two, more importantly, for me to understand I am a terrible employee. Absolutely terrible. (laughs) Not going to happen. I can't imagine what it would be like working with (laughs) I have so much attitude as an employee. It's awful. I literally, I was, I was the person like, it's five, four, three, two, punch out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was that employee. (laughs) I used to work at Arby's when I was that age and my, my manager came up to me and goes, you know, I think you'd be better off in like sales or something else. Not here. As I used to go, you know, you can do this better. You know, you can do this different. You know, you can do this. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Do your job and go away. You're 17 fucking years old. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> you could. 
I know, I know. And that's the problem is that, you know, if I have a job somewhere, I mean, tons of people have tried to recruit me. Uh, and I'm like, no, because you're not going to let me be the boss. And if I see you doing stupid things, I'm going to have to tell you, and then you're going to be mad at me. And so this is really going to go badly. And you're going to fire me. Let's just cut it short and send me a bottle of wine. <laughs> well, we both should have been coaches. When when yes. awesome. Cool. So peeps, if you're completely unemployable, don't stress about it. You're just born to be an entrepreneur. That's all there is to it. And if you really suck at being an entrepreneur, get a coach. That's really all yeah. it takes. And then you can Absolutely. be a good employee or you can sell somebody your ideas and make royalties and you don't even have to worry about that. I love My it. takeaway from this, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Any last parting words you'd like to uh, share with us? Our peeps? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll just stick with my favorite quote, which is uh, when you're willing to lose everything, you can have anything. Love that. Love it. Love it. Awesome. So peeps, this is Michelle Nedelike. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.